Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we are talking about rapid, rapid antigen tests. What are they? On a molecular level, how do they work? Are they less effective for Omicron? And essentially just everything you need to know about these things that are now a huge part of our gosh dang lives. Because we're back in lockdown, baby! (laughs) 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 Fellow Ontarians screaming, um, Happy New Year! (laughs) Yeah, so I think a lot of the world isn't locked down <laughs> but we live in ontario where yeah, we're on two week lockdown so there's kids aren't in school no theaters no bars no indoor dining and restaurants although you can eat on a patio in minus 12 weather mm-hmm. um but yeah it's kind of crazy and also it's like definitely like not gonna be two weeks it's definitely gonna be more they're just saying that so people won't lose their minds i'm optimistic I'm, I'm walking around with a pep in my step oh it's just two uh, weeks buddy well we're gonna be talking about a lot about covid today obviously but in a fun way lighthearted way so in a fun, <laughs> we're gonna talk about ancient tests they're actually really super cool, cool. Yeah. they're super cool and don't worry this won't bring you down it'll be a great day <laughs> but um, here we are two years later being like we are we can't stop talking there's all you want to talk about where we live sadly the omicron it's like was it even a thing in our last podcast last year because it was like three weeks ago i I don't even think we knew the wave was coming um but let's save it let's like what else what what are you ready for this new year without talking about i love how you keep (laughs) it i'm like no like i literally was like i'm gonna do so many things then it was like you can't leave your home and i was like okay i'm gonna start my new year when i'm allowed to do things no (laughs) no we said keep it light Wait, why? Do you have something to say about the new year? No, I don't know. Oh. It's just like a fun time. I was thinking I, I kind of wanted to do a podcast on either resolutions <laughs> or self-help or something. It feels like the time of year. So maybe that could be it. Let's that, do it next week. Like, yeah, that we're going to do. We should do it on why everyone uh, hasn't done their, <laughs> why everyone's resolution fell apart. Because it's physically impossible yeah. to like go to the gym right now. <laughs> and, and end of Jan is the time where you go, nah, F, fuck it. Like I'm done. I don't know. I feel like resolutions are interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun to do research on it and like if how effective it is and yeah. and when to make them because people there's like uh, what do you call like measurable times that are the most effective to make them that I've heard before. Really, like birthdays, beginnings of months, like what at significant moments in your life. There's like research to suggest that it is useful to use that momentum, but you have. Well, I'm going to save it for that podcast. Okay? Yeah, there's that there's that study on marathons. Like, people do the most marathons at 40, 30, and right. 20. Like, the, yeah. the new decades. Yeah, because you actually get a burst of motivation. Yeah, you're like, I did math. Then we need another podcast that's just about, like, how to keep the motivation. Am I right? Oh, yeah, I'm going to write down um, next Maybe week. Let's do... Motivation. Oh, whoa. Is that... 
<laughs> Mitch with the deep cut motivation by Kelly Roll. That's when you know you've been dating me for a long time. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know, know who I'm like, sings that song. Motivation by Kelly Rowland is the sexiest song. <laughs> Baby, I'ma be a motivation. <laughs> sexiest music video. I think I listened to it like 48 times like a day for like two weeks. And I just love that it's in your brain. But I know you probably were like, what oh, is that? I have absolutely no idea what that was when I sang it. I was just like, I... I don't know. I'm like, is it a TikTok sound? At this point, it's hard to know. What I was immediately is. like semi hard and turned on. Okay. I love <laughs> Motivation by Kelly Rowland. That's what you need to take I away. thought you were going to say Motivation by Kelly Clarkson at first. And I was like, whoa, can't believe I didn't actually know it was Kelly. She's like one of the only artists that I feel like I would actually know it was her if it was. Okay. Not what? this podcast. It's my other podcast. Can I speak to the manager? <laughs> oh Pablo my Chris. god! Royalty. But Kelly Clarkson is absolutely killing it. Oh, I like, know. I thought you were knew? about to bring her down, and no, I was like, like, no. Oh, she's the next Ellen. Oh, she's the incredible and singing so voice with Ariana Grande. Oh, she's genuine. Oh, she's here. We are decades later. A-list celeb. Yeah, I literally saw someone say the only wow. thing America ever got right together was voting Kelly Clarkson. That is so true. <laughs> she is like the bridge of the divide. She's going to stop the, the imminent she civil really war. She really is the bridge of the divide. Wow. wow. Episode on Kelly Clarkson. Okay, I'm literally writing <laughs> Collab a, with Can I Speak I, to the I, Manager? I actually <laughs> forgot what the other one was. I can only write down right now, Kelly Clarkson. What was it? Oh, yeah. New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, self-help and... Uh, and why Kelly Kelly Rowland. <laughs> Why Kelly Clarkson? No, actually, Kelly Rowland could be could involved save too. America. Could save literally America from your impending civil war. More, more on that later. Is oh, Kelly Rowland also when Jesus says? Or is that the no? Other? That's Michelle. Okay, but with Kelly Rowland and Beyonce, also an they're incredible all in song. Okay, but it is Michelle's song. I'm only religious for three minutes and forty seconds of <laughs> the year, song. and it's when I listen to the song "Jesus Say Yes" by Michelle Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that on after this. It's so good. Uh, it's really good. Uh, should we get into the episode? Would yeah. you like to speak? Oh, what did we learn this week? I learned all about smoking. And I know a resolution for a lot of people, even though this isn't the resolution podcast, <laughs> is cigarettes? to quit c- cigarettes or like to quit like bad habits. Um, and I found out something really fascinating. So we all know smoking is a leading cause of preventable death. I have a question. Yes. Just as someone what who is eat- smoking? No. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who eats weed, mm-hmm. uh, but no longer smokes it because of the science of the lungs, of the thick little membrane in the lung that mm-hmm. I'm so scared of. Is this study apply anything to weed, or is it just cigarettes? This is just cigarettes. Okay. Cool. Um, I can't say for sure if it's like this study was on cigarettes, okay. but perhaps it's still related to smoking weed. Like I don't smoke know. in nine lungs. Yeah, but that's they were studying smokers. Okay, keep going. Okay, so a lot of smokers report the desire to quit, but a surprising side effect that I didn't know of quitting smoking is that a lot of people gain weight despite even remaining the same amount of calorie intake or even decreasing. So even in studies where people have hmm. decreased their calories after quitting smoking, they can still gain weight. Hmm. So obviously this is like a very interesting phenomenon that they've been studying. So um, they recently did a study on mice and particularly looked at their gut microbiome. And they found that smoking, hold on, I'm going to look at my notes. Um, basically they realized that smoking and then quitting impacts the gut microbiome and that is what is causing the weight gain so when they Hmm. used antibiotics the mice against those specific bacteria the mice would uh, lose the weight and they also realized if they gave a fecal transplant from a smoking mice and by smoking it's just like a smoke exposed mice which is so sad but yes mice we we torture mice yeah and they're not just like you know holding (laughs) a sick it's been a long (laughs) day on the wheel they're being exposed if they take a fecal transplant from that mouse to sort of like a quote-unquote healthy, non-exposed mouse, it will gain excessive weight as well. 
So, not, so it's like, ci- can you go just say it again one more time? The cigarettes are doing what? Are they? They're basically impacting the microbiome of uh, mice in these studies, but presumably of humans as well. So then when you stop smoking, what happens? Yeah, there was a handful, like, honestly, it was like really technical science in terms of the actual biochemical pathways they think it's happening. Yeah. They think that when you stop smoking, there's a bunch of changes that happen in your gut, which result and impact your adipose tissue and all this stuff that leads to the weight gain. But uh, it's because you've actually changed your microbiome. Huh. And then when they treat it with antibiotics, in this case, they're able to overcome that like weight gain that seems inevitable. And so they've taken these findings and there are now preliminary studies on humans that support it. So with antibiotics, but they're still early days. On That's interesting because so many people say... Oh, you replace the cigarette with like a muffin. Like it's like a it's like <laughs> oh, the like, idea yeah. of like one addiction quitting and you replace it with another. Like have a cookie when you when you want to. Yeah, but it's like oh, it might actually be the microbe, the literal microbes in your gut that were affected by your smoking, which are now being affected differently because you've stopped. Yeah, and it's the way it like breaks down your food. Like if I understood it correctly, it was almost impacting the absorption in your gut. Yeah, to that a makes higher total degree sense. that you're actually getting more out of your food, which is weird. Um, I just thought it was really interesting because there's a lot of conversations around calorie intake, calorie restriction. And obviously that's like the first place people go, including us when we're like, oh, we're like thinking of our fitness or you want to like, if you want to lose weight, it's but the There's new things year. out of your control. You mean? Yeah, I yeah. think it's important to remember, especially in like the larger conversation around weight is like, it is so much more than that. Of course, that's a place to start. But in this case, even with mice, they were being put on calorie restricted diets and still gaining weight. Yeah, it's so, so, it's so true. There's literally, we just made a video about calorie intake and that was the whole point. It's like the concept of a calorie, A, is from so long ago. B, it's like kind of pointless because of your microbiome. Yeah. Like you can have, there's two, there's bacteriodetes and firmicutes. And firmicutes, if you have a higher proportion of firmicutes, people are more likely to be obese. And again, in these poor mice that we torture, they do the same thing. They fecal transplant microbiomes Mm. of mice that aren't as obese and they have higher amounts of bacteriodetes, bacteria in their gut, transplant that gut to a more obese mice and then therefore they have less firmicutes and over time they be they are less obese like your Mm -hmm. microbiome is controlling your ability to gain weight different than someone else and it has nothing to do with how many calories you ate 100 percent. i mean so interesting actually yeah and obviously people have success with calorie restriction on their own personal experience but it's just like you can't extrapolate that to everyone yeah and if anything maybe it's a more relative position right it's like let's stop talking about like calories as an absolute sort of benchmark like not everyone requires the same but maybe it's like your own personal experience will help you understand what your body needs i love how much like shit they're shoving in my literally i was like like, we need to do an episode on fecal transplants yeah write it down yeah write it down i I wrote it down what's the thing what's a cult like okay no colonoscopies up your ass looking for things okay fecal transplant definitely writing that down that's an interesting one but what is the thing that like people get in LA and they get they like they like go on like water (laughs) tables and get like water like shoved up their ass and clean their ass out an enema no it's like a health thing isn't that an enema? Oh, I guess like, okay, no, enemas, remember we ran it, that's just douching. Wait, is douching just what I'm talking about? A big douche? I think like a medical enema. It's like called a, co- I'm getting a col- colorectomy I'm or I'm getting a cock a, up the ass. I'm getting like a colorectomy, like I'm getting like a, oh. like, like a, it's like a, there's like a fancy term. What was like, the other thing you called? Colonoscopy. That's looking col- for cancer. Colectomy? Or, What's that? No, it's like when you're like, literally it's just like for fun. 
I, I don't know. You're going to have to do more research on that, Greg. <laughs> no, like... I don't oh, know what you're... No, no you'll find it. So, I... like, when you go to LA, people are like, it's like getting a facial, getting a water up my ass. Okay, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> We're not on YouTube shit, but, like, let us know in the iTunes comments. <laughs> or, like, tweet us or Instagram us. Yeah, tweet us or Instagram us. <laughs> okay, what did you learn? Okay, so... Finish the book, Brainscapes. Good book. Oh, I was just about to drag the book. Okay, no, I feel that's bad. okay if you drag yeah, it. Yeah, okay, no, I know. You didn't a, like it. You said it was like okay, science book. Sometimes I get it. I, as someone who has a science degree and an art degree, I can't write. <laughs> so it's like I literally cannot write the English language. Anyone who texts with me is like, "Are you okay? Are you having an aneurysm?" <laughs> so it just wasn't really well written. And over time, I was like very bored, but I forced myself through it. And the amount of information could have been. You like know, synthesize maybe 50 that's the pages. biggest sort of crime that a lot of science books commit or is that just they're like your asap science are so annoying and your whole career is based on making complicated things no short. no i don't think so uh, i think a lot of people complain about about because there's like a there's a length of book that most publishers want you to hit and so uh, so it's like you aim it? for the like 200 mark or something right wow. so a lot of science books like could oh. be done in 100 or could be done in 77 pages but find these and i'm not saying like obviously storytelling is so important and sometimes books are really effective at it yeah but there are a handful of science books i've read where i'm like they're just adding stuff that i actually don't want to read about i just wanted the answer <laughs> that's so interesting because i'm like thinking about how they have to hit a page number is exactly what this felt like <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. like they were like you gotta fill out it's like okay, a anyways, assignment gotcha. like a research assignment yeah. on school where you're just like, <laughs> adding so many words <laughs> okay it was very interesting book though in general the information that i got was fascinating but it was all about brain maps and like brain map being that there are actually specific fleshy parts of your brain that are where the density of neurons are coding for specific aspects of your life. So smell, taste, concentration, like all these things. It's cool. These are all things we all deal with every day. Mm -hmm. So to have it dissected through brain map was kind of interesting, but like very repetitive. But what I thought was cool was that your touch map, it's like literally looks like a little like cheese string, like near the top right of your <laughs> head, like literally your skull. <laughs> knock on your skull just under there on the top right mm -hmm. there's like a cheese string sized lobe that's yeah. called the s1 touch map mm -hmm. and so the specific neuron dense part that has to do with your feet is like relatively big but they found that and for example if you were to as a kid have your parents do little piggy on your toes the game like this little piggy, like went, this to little piggy went to market this little piggy went to france i don't even know what it france is. you don't know it try no. and say it right, right now this little piggy went to market and this little piggy went to france and this little piggy went up the stairs in his stupid underpants but this <laughs> no. little piggy is a daddy and this little piggy is the mom how many piggies you got? Uh, five. Then you're done. And then the kid's like, that's not it, you weirdo. Anyways, if you did Little Piggy because of- Doesn't it go, this oh. little piggy went to market, this little piggy went to town, this little piggy had roast beef, and this little piggy had none, and this little piggy went wee, 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 all the way home. Oh, the wee, 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 all the way home. I do remember. I do remember. The weird Something thing is I that feel like talking I was constantly about making eating cows. <laughs> oh, like it's going to At least it's roast beef. Imagine it was like, this one eats bacon. It's like, now we're talking about slaughtering Little Piggy. <laughs> Cannibalism. <laughs> oh my god anyways that because so much of your brain maps are formed of course by your genetics but a lot by when you're really young baby and that little brain is growing like, mm. and so because it's such a sensitive age for brain development if your parents played little piggy on your feet a lot your s1 touch cortex for that area will be larger and you will have more Ooh. sensitive feet oh which is funny because i know you're a little piggy house <laughs> i am I'm a like, little piggy house i'm like 
And I, I don't know if I was I'm a little picky. Really though. sensitive. You have sensitive feet. <laughs> yeah, like to a degree that I really hate my toes being pulled. Like even gently. Like if I go to a masseuse, I some I have to tell them. I'm like, you can't like pull my toes. Wait. So when your parents did a little picky, little picky on your feet, were they? Were you like stop it? I don't know. I don't remember having bad experiences with it. But I definitely have like really ticklish feet. I definitely feel like I can feel a crumb or like a speck of dirt under my foot at any moment. Like when I'm walking in this house and I like I've, like you have been walking through it, I'll be like, it's so annoying. <laughs> or like when we go on hikes, there'll be like a moment where Mitch will be like, oh God, I've gone down. And I'll be like, oh my God, what happened? And I'll be like, and I'll be like, pebble and shoe. And he'll like go in and like pull out the pebble and be like, oh God. Yeah, I, was, I was just like, whoa, and then I like, and then I noticed, like, wait, I have like two pebbles on my shirt. Like, yeah, like, like it's not stopping. Yeah, me. your foot's like it has an imprint of like all these rocks, <laughs> and you haven't even noticed. And yet, you have all the feet problems, by the way. Oh my all god, the maybe could... that's why, because my feet aren't sensitive, and I'm always slip, slap, slopping, clomping, clip, clap, clomping around these streets. That might be because you can't feel it. I can't feel it, and then it's too late, and then they're like, my foot's like, I'm best. Oh my god. Well, there you go. So little piggy your kid's feet. And also it might mean that they end up with foot fetishes, but that's kind of fun too. Okay. Oh, is that, is there a no, correlation? No, there oh, okay. no correlation. I'm sorry. That was not part of the book. That was not part of the book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, shall we move on? Yeah. Take and I'm writing break. down fetishes for oh, the coming video. Oh, that's a great one. Wow. We're just coming up with all these new episode <laughs> ideas in the new year. Okay. See you in a bit. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. I love to read, but I'm also a busybody freak who likes to read while washing dishes, while running, while on me mental health walk. That's why I think Audible is a perfect solution. So Audible is the world's leading provider of spoken word all in one place. They offer audiobooks, but also podcasts. I didn't know this, but theatrical performances, comedy, and so much more. Currently, I'm listening to The Disordered Cosmos, which I personally love a lot right now, but also really recommend that people listen to The Handmaid's Tale read by Claire Danes. 
if you've seen Claire Danes cry in Romeo and Juliet, you know she can act. Okay, <laughs> so you can listen to Audible whenever and wherever, making Audible a great place to get lost in the world of entertainment. New members can always try Audible for 30 days free. Like me, that's how I started, and then I just kind of got hooked. Sign up to Audible today at audible.com slash Science, or this one's cool. You can text, text Science to 500-500, and then the like promo will come up. <laughs> okay, so that's audible.com slash Science, or text Science to 500-500 on your phone, and the promo comes up. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So it's the year of the rapid antigen test. Like maybe <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> because obviously I kind of I've heard of it, but in the recent months it's become like so prominent. Hot commodity. And here we are yet again 2 years later talking about COVID. <laughs> it is actually crazy that it's almost 2 years to the day we're coming up on like yeah, March 22nd. Um <laughs> That it all began. But don't you think it was? I the rap- never would have thought. We'd still be talking about it, by the way. <laughs> the rapid antigen test was like the Tickle Me Elmo of this Christmas. Oh, yeah. It was like <laughs> well, everyone was like, couldn't get their hands on yeah, it. Like, it was like, we it was like the it. toilet paper of the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, it was like the jingle all the way. Of, <laughs> it was like, I need to get a rapid antigen test to go home. Like It was crazy. Yeah. And I relied on them when I was at home with my parents. So like we had a, I mean, we'll talk and stuff. But we had, Everyone in Ontario had a crazy Christmas time with COVID because Omicron came like just in time to really like throw a lot of people off. Like it was a great, I thought it was a mm-hmm. fascinating time like living in this Yeah, because it kind of, it obviously hit like, obviously South Africa and UK like a, a little while ago before us. And then yeah. it just was like starting as we went into the, the holiday season here. And it really is so much more contagious. It happens so fast. Yeah, like <laughs> the whole pandemic, so a, a year and eight months, I've I've not, I've maybe known like one person who got COVID who's like a friend of a friend. Yeah. Or maybe a handful of like uh, stories that I've heard, but like it suddenly became like so many people I knew personally who, who are like close friends were getting it. And people have been like super careful the whole time, wear masks, are double vaccinated. So obviously it was like a big shift. Yeah. And now... I think a lot of people in Ontario, at least, but I think this is happening in America as well. In the UK, it's kind of like everyone now is suddenly knowing a lot of people who have got it. It's (laughs) so weird. Like this time last year, we didn't have vaccines. I was still so scared. Like if I had known someone who got it, I like would remember them and like think about them on my walks. Like, I hope their lungs are okay. (laughs) And now I'm just like, oh my God, like all my friends just got it this like one weekend and I randomly (laughs) didn't. Like I was so lucky. Like, because it happened so fast that, like, I was out the weekend that people were, like, getting it in Toronto and not knowing. Yeah. yeah. But it truly is a different virus. It's a more contagious virus. And it is, at least now, like, it is less, uh, it's, like, less physiologically damaging than past variants. And the, and the people who are vaccinated really helps as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot of reasons why this, like, caught so many people off guard. It's, like, not, like... Well, and it's just so fast the way it yeah, happens. Yeah, it's crazy. But so how do we want to structure this then? Well, we okay, my point talk? of that was that it was the first time that I kind of did a little rapid antigen test <laughs> in order to, like, I tested negative PCR antigen. It's, then we got them oh, and I did right. them at home with my mom. You're right. You're right. I've only done a PCR until recently. Like, I've I've done a bunch of tests, but they've all always been PCR. been PCR. When we did the oh. show, it was PCR. Was it? Yeah, it was PCR because oh, rapid antigen right. are the ones that they would tell you right then. It was all going to a lab. You're right. Like we wouldn't, and well, because we would not be getting our results. It was more like when we did the show. If it had come back positive, obviously they would tell someone. But but it was PCR. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It wasn't. Right. I no, I'd never done an antigen test wow. until this Omicron wave, and that's why the show is like. I think it's important we all understand how they work, what they are, because I do think it's going to be like the year 
of, of the like, rapid test of the tickle me elmos in your house need to be antigen <laughs> tests if you want to like feel okay with like certain things it's crazy yeah okay so the big question then is like what is the difference between the pcr tests and the rapid tests do we want to start there yeah do that go oh no i thought that's what you were going to explain what Oh, what are you explaining? I'm explaining how they work. Okay, so you first went. <laughs> okay. Yours is like right in front of you. says differences in the two. Oh, yeah. no, oh my God. See, you do read my computer screen. I hate that. You're always staring at it. And I'm like, you promised me you weren't No, I just did for that moment of panic. <laughs> no, because you're going to explain rapid, so I don't want to steal it from no, you. No, just go. Go. Okay. Well, basically, so a rapid test is like looking for the antigen on the virus, right? Yeah, the Which protein, is just like a, yeah. the protein on the virus surface. So um, when you take it, if that gets detected, it comes back positive. Positive, whereas the PCR, which stands for polymerase chain reaction, is looking for like a DNA sequence. And I actually didn't know fully how this works, but it's like obviously when you have a tiny amount of DNA, like there's not much you can do with that, even if it's not to study like viruses. Like PCRs are used in lots of different scenarios as well. Hmm. So they've come up with this technique where they use something called a primer, and that primer will recognize a very specific sequence of DNA. And that DNA, obviously, in this case, is specific to the virus we're looking for. Yeah. And if that primer is found, it'll start to basically amplify that DNA oh, and make cool. like millions of copies of it. Wow. Which makes it suddenly way easier to tell that it exists. So instead Ooh, of... Ooh, that's so Which cool. is why PCR is so accurate because yeah. it's like it can find this tiny bit and you're using like laboratory equipment. It's obviously like way more sophisticated. Oh my God, it's so cool. And then it uses like cell bio to like replicate it. So replicate it over like, and over and over. And so you're like in your sample, you're like, okay, clearly oh God, there is so COVID-19 here. Um, and cool. if, if it doesn't find that, it just doesn't do it. Um, and so that's why PCR is so accurate because it can go off of like such a small amount of DNA. That doesn't mean it's perfect because it might, if there's very, very, very little in you, you might not find like it. so little, But because yeah. the virus is like, you know, an RNA that, and, and then PCR like goes and turns it into DNA and then takes those strips and then starts duplicating it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the ultimate difference. And so PCR takes longer typically because it has to go through more lab processing. Whereas the rapid antigen is just like, is it in? Is this uh, protein in your nasal swab? Okay, so now I'm gonna just. That's perfect. I'm just gonna go explain how the rapid ones work now, really intensely molecularly. Okay, great. Okay, because like this is because that's no, that's so, I didn't know that about PCR. That's so interesting. But I just knew it was more accurate and mm -hmm. that it used DNA and not the protein. So like these rapid antigen tests, the ones that I've used, have you done one? Like done it yourself at home? I've never self-administered one, no. But I have self-administered PCR. It's like when we were in the UK. Oh yeah, but. I when I got my rapids done, they were done by like a physician. Okay, yeah, because I got to do one with my mom, and it was fun. It was like, okay, we're scientists. Like it is like an at home. Like it's so it interesting. Is, like it, yeah. it, it's like a weird. Right. Like what everyone's doing like like oh, I got a science kit for Christmas. Yeah, like, it's an antigen test. <laughs> okay, so like one thing I loved about doing it is you put the little drop. You essentially take the little swab put it in your nose you do it like one nostril like six seconds you go deep but it's like not that bad then you put it into the into the liquid but when you take that liquid with your like sample in it and drop it in the way it spreads on the little piece of white paper is so cool because it's oh, like capillary it, it goes like and it's like actually like I was like, this is cool science <laughs> and so then they're cool so that's called capillary flow which I then was like I became obsessed with that because that's a weird thing you learn about in like cell biology and early you teach it as a science teacher. I remember mm -hmm. capillary flow. Yeah. So it's like 
what it is is because water would more rather be attracted to itself and walls sometimes due to hydrogen bonds like surface tension okay. like water surface tension so so interesting that if you put a like a thin enough tube or cylinder into water the water will actually like go up the tube a bit mm. do you like have you you can yeah, yeah, picture yeah. of seeing that happen. and i think this is also related to how trees like get water exactly out through them right yeah it's it is capillary flow is how like, like it goes uh, up one the of xylem. the tactics of yeah these. it yeah. is and then also the fact that it's evaporating out and like pulling it. Mm -hmm. that's so true it's like the xylem is the tubes of the tree in the trunk and due to the way water wants to bind to the sides of the xylem and to itself, it goes up the tree. Mm. So it's that exact, what there's these little capillaries in that white paper in the antigen chest that pulls the liquid along it, okay. which is like just, it's cool to watch. Yeah. Okay, I so, know. I'm sad that I've never, I've never got to like put the drop on. I know. Next time you should be like, can I put the drop? Yeah. <laughs> be like, I'm a science communicator. I'd love to see the capillary I actually, flow. I like, have a lot of experience in this field. I've worked in a lab actually. Some people so. call it liminal flow <laughs> if you're talking academic. <laughs> Um, okay, so I just like love that. And also surface tension of water is so freaking cool. And I started to remember, I'm going on a bit of a side note here, but it's still about the concept of capillary flow. Well, good thing that's <laughs> the name of our show. <laughs> good thing we call this thing the Side Note Podcast. Controversial subject and the facts can be tense. <laughs> so it's like, remember when people said that if you jumped off a bridge and like threw, would you follow your best friend if they jumped off a bridge? No, we're talking about? no, no, no. Whoa. <laughs> If Johnny jumped off a bridge, would you too? And okay. Kind of like, yeah. No. Wait, <laughs> wait is this, wait. Is no, this not a thing that like... What I, are you asking? Mythbusters an episode on it. That if you jump from a bridge and you're falling from a bridge or something yeah. and you don't want to die, you should throw like objects down to break the surface tension of the water and therefore you won't die. Oh. So that's not true. But you, uh, you've not heard that? But No, I've never heard that. And oh. also what objects, where okay, it's you're like, falling it's like, from 100 meters and you're just like, okay, I guess I have a lint that I could throw. Okay, the concept to me was like a worker. He's building a bridge and he's got all his tools. And oh no, the harness breaks and he's fallen, but he's got his tools and he whips down his wrenches, breaks the surface tension, falls in, doesn't die. That can't be true. And you okay, said so it wasn't. Not true. <laughs> but okay, the physics of why people think that's true is what I think is so interesting about water. Like the surface tension of water, mm. with when there's enough like velocity from high enough up, the water surface actually acts like, like a solid almost. Yeah. And it's because water would rather be attached to itself mm. than air. And so the more like like a belly flop hurts more because when you're you're splayed out like that, you have to push more literal water out of the way because it needs to be pushed because it wants to be attached. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you do a dive, there's so much less water to move and you have more weight. That's why you don't like, like get that. It's like Ooh. surface tension. It's cool. Water I don't know. can I love really water. hurt. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I think can maybe this was a Mythbusters. Like, can you like break your legs landing in water? Right. Like if yeah, you, you die. No, you die. Oh, you die. You yeah. literally die. You break your legs for sure. So it's like cement. It's just like it's literally like it's like hitting. I feel a really unwell right now. Okay, anyway, that's so yeah. That's like why people die when they fall. That's, capillary flow is related <laughs> okay, to surface wow. tension. Surface Come tension is so to cool. Capillary flow. Okay, yeah, because I felt like that went to a dark place. For me. No, yeah, it's just I don't know. I've always loved that fact. The fact that you didn't know it makes me feel like I'm like a murderous freak. Um, okay, <laughs> so then there's these two little spots where you're looking for a red line. And it's T and C. I was like, in the water? No. Came at? <laughs> That's the blood. Okay. You're dead. Back no. to the rapid test. <laughs> yeah, the rapid test. You're looking for these two red lines. One's T, one's C. At first, I thought, mm, confusing. Why wouldn't it say, like, what does T positive, and C negative? So now I'm going to explain what it means. Okay, because, yeah, I truly have never so seen one. T, the red line at the bottom means test. Kay. And C, the red line on top, means control. 
Okay. I can't believe you haven't seen this. There's so many memes that are like how to get out of no, having to see I, your family. Sorry, and then, oh. I have seen that. I know what they look like. Oh, I just okay. never realized. Like I haven't stared at it and been like, what's T and what's C? Okay, like, okay. I just like I if know you see like. the memes, it's like there's always two lines okay. when they're like how to stay home from not, how to not see your family on Christmas. Like, right. oops, I got it. But they're drawing like a red line. Yeah, yeah. So the two lines is the means that you have it. Okay. So when you put your literal liquid from your nose into the little dish, which everyone's probably done if they've done it themselves, and it starts to capillary flow across, mm -hmm. the first thing that that liquid does is it goes over these series of antibodies that are set up right to the right of where you drop the liquid. Okay. So those are like these primary antibodies, mm -hmm. and they are looking for the, the protein. Antigen. Yeah, okay. they're, they're antibodies for the antigen of the protein of the virus. Also, when you put your swab in that little... Like liquid, like liquid yeah. it actually breaks it up and therefore allows like the protein to be more something? easily accessible. Yeah. Okay. So then it goes. So if the protein is there, if you are positive for, um, uh, let's just say positive for COVID nineteen, and the protein is there, those ant first antibodies will bind to mm -hmm. the protein yeah. and start to move across. Okay. Then the T section is made of proteins that also bind. The virus protein but okay. on a different like it literally on the other side yeah so therefore that anti that antibody attached to the viral proteins moving along it binds to it and it kind of like literally physically moves it and then it creates this dye that makes huh. the red line then it keeps on going and there's this other set of antibodies which is where the c is written yeah and that is just meant to bind to the antibodies on a different part at the very beginning. So that one, no matter what, should right. go off go every off time. And every so if, time. if that doesn't go off, it's maybe like your it, thing is faulty. It means that the antibodies were faulty like at the factory. It's right. like you can't rely on that test because yeah. there's complicated, really complicated three parts <laughs> of like that strip. Very like right. scientific need to, the antibodies need to be properly like put there. Yeah. If not, like, and then so sometimes people so will there, get. Or maybe like manufacturing, maybe they just like didn't spray yeah. it that day. And so if you just, <laughs> if you get just the T and no C, which mm. means control, it's a debunked test. You can't right. trust it. So it was essentially like. Debunked. When, yeah, debunked. <laughs> but when you think about it, you're like, oh my God, it's literally just taking my virus, attaching it to an antibody, flowing it through capillary flow on this weird piece of like science mm. paper. It's either going to click, like literally hit the antibody, turn it red at T, or it's going to not have it have some other like not this specific antibody um, like disease. Maybe it has like some other cold virus, so it doesn't hit it, but right. it does because it's an antibody bound to something, mm -hmm. hit the other one, the control. So we now know it's like got there. Right. And then you decide if you had the protein or not. That's it's cool. amazing. It just I didn't like, think it would be little things like that small in it doing three things. Uh, I never thought about it. had no idea. And sometimes I just get overwhelmed by how smart people are who figure these things out. Like I know to some people that's probably, it's actually probably really simple. But to, yeah. to like get to <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not simple I know it's, me. yeah, it's not. And, and just to get to the point where even realizing that there's just like scientists and genius microbiologists around the world who like understand how to like get these antigens and antibodies yeah. like not only do we like look small enough we developed microscopes to learn what they were then we were like how can we actually use those like mass produce them in a way that allows us to detect like it's just it is it's all genius. actually fascinating and it's exactly why people need to not be so down about like i mean sorry everyone can be down about covid but it's like <laughs> interesting is it's like we're in a different stage and science has been so helpful like 
this time last year, these tests were a being invented. B were probably like barely being used because there weren't factories and right. enough science if anything, to make probably them. Invent, like they might have been. I don't know if they were. There was probably just frantic scientists being like, well, even like a cigarette. PCR being like I'm almost used. done my design. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the design's <laughs> almost done. We're almost getting there, folks. And it's like now nah, we got there. It's crazy. It's un- so it's so cool. Unbelievable. And it is why many people now we should go on like how do you use them? Because it is now why I think a lot of people are using them to be like, do I see my family? Which yeah. is a morbid thought. We're back to COVID being hard. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to mention about antigen antibody, because I this question popped up for me, and then I like obviously like had to figure like knew the answer sort of thing. But I remember wondering like why why do viruses have antigens? Like, doesn't that give them away? Yeah. But it actually is just that antibodies, whatever they, like, this is your immune system trying oh, to yeah, find things. Like, the antigen is just whatever the whatever protein your antibodies are connecting to. Yeah. It's not like there's, because you know when you see science drawings, it's yeah. like a Y that's like, come and get me. <laughs> so, and then, <laughs> it's so abstract. The way people talk and about antibodies the other one, is like, so abstract. And they, like, it. clip on the thing. Yeah. That's exactly like, what they look like in these like, diagrams. And, like, why does the virus have those then? Yeah. just get rid of them yeah, but it's like yeah. actually just a representation <laughs> of the proteins that make up yeah. and and those proteins on the virus could be used to help them get in the cell could be used to like help build their structure like they're yeah. important parts of the virus the and virus your can't just like get antibodies evolved in direct like combat mm-hmm. of viruses so exactly. it's like it's like evolution like molding designing into each other because mm-hmm. that's what your body's designed to fight because it's like the small things that yeah. kill humans mm-hmm. it's so freaking cool it's so funny because i was reading about all of this on like physics, like um, antibody, like deep web like, forums. No, no, literally like Nature <laughs> magazine. Just like a, like a complicated article, and it's so funny when they show the visual diagrams. Like they've gotten more complex and like more artful than when we were growing up, but it's still that weird why thing always- with two little lines that like literally hit the antibody. and then the other and one's a little like, mouth yeah. comes and I'm like, is it a mouth? Dick. And it's like it's not. Like it's just like a visual representation for us all. It's just like funny because I'm like, I thought it would have advanced to a new, like more yeah. clear thing. But well I think that is that part of science when you realize to teach things, you sometimes yeah. have to actually sit, teach it wrong first to make it simple. Like a yeah. lot of science things you learn in grade school are kind of debunked and restructured in yeah, high school. And then in true. university, they're actually like, well, actually just forget all of that because yeah. it's not true. And I think that, <laughs> yeah. and that's a lot of visual representation is just so people can understand what it's like. Because when you see chemical structures under, like when they actually draw them out in these different three yeah, ways, it's, it's like, like so okay. Yeah, like I'm not going to do a blobity blob. And like there's no intuitive, so like, weird liquid sides. Yeah, yeah. whoever like, Whoever came yeah, up with right. the analogy and started using it in textbooks is just really smart. Where they were like, it's like a key and a lock. Yeah. And so, like, let's just draw it like that. Yeah. Ligand <laughs> substrate vibes. Okay. Um, but, no, what is so freaking cool about that is that they actually now can know the shape of proteins and molecules. Yeah. And it's, of course, they're not the it little. It still is a bit of an abstraction, isn't it? Oh, well, no, it's not now. Well, it, like when you look at PyMole, for example, that software, like, is sorry, is that's that what it looks like in 3D physical space? That's what I wonder. That's so cool. It, it is an abstraction with color. And sometimes, in order this to understand, in order to understand the liquid shape of it, they like use a software that like uses essentially like arrows and these like tube screws to represent specific folds and proteins. So there's versions where you see the physical shape where it's represented by like, symbols they use to represent how amino acids fold up Mm -hmm. but then you can press a button and it becomes the like 3d pixar toy story version of the shape of it and that is real 
That's the shape. Ooh, of it. I need to look at more of those. Yeah, to like those really... are cool. But the thing is, they're so complicated. You would never draw them. Like, yeah, they're well, in our diagrams. They're a circle and a triangle. And also, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I am curious how literal those shapes are in terms of obviously, like when you get smaller and smaller and smaller. When you see people trying to express like what electron orbits look like and stuff, yeah, you start to realize like it is often an abstraction and like but the thing is that the weird thing about electron orbits is that that's actually like closer to like quantum yeah and it's physics. like probabilities so it, it, about yeah where it that's be so well. weird whereas these proteins are, are so physical. big that it is a physical that's fair thing. i guess yeah. like but the pro you're saying it's big but also this protein is like a piece of of a virus, right? Yeah, no, so like it so is small. It is Sorry, actually so tiny. small. So what they do is they shoot lasers at them. They, sh I, I feel like I've talked to you about this. Yeah. They shoot lasers literally at these tiny, tiny proteins, and based on how the light scatters, <sighs> they're able to see. It's so messed up. Uh, literally, I know it's crazy. And they're I'm like, well, back together with computers. How did they get it there? How are they like? Well, let me just put. This well, that's when like you're there. like you hang out with the professors, and they're literally like they're socially awkward because they're so smart. Like you know what I mean? The people who like do that, they're like, well, you see, and they're like always just like on their computers. Oh like you can't talk to them because they're like always coding, and you're like, oh well, I'm God. so happy that you're so passionate about this because without you we would not understand how to make medication <laughs> it's so Thank true you. yeah there is a level of science that i i and especially like the technical part of science that it's like thank god there are people who yeah. like that like i love the knowledge it brings me from like the bigger context and yeah. even taking biochemistry like i loved it but to to do the technical work of figuring out what that was is such a different thing than oh learning about what that thing is. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like they're called like it's amazing world renowned scientists, and they exist, <laughs> <laughs> and they're truly the most fascinating people in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Because like, you have to have such an interesting personality to just yeah. like. I mean, or there are lots of literally minded people. I think they're just so smart that they can't not. But I mean, to be honest, and to be fair, I know some people who do work like that that are completely totally social and amazing oh like, i'm not i know no, we're playing I'm a not character saying you're not social story i made a, a, a voice earlier that was like well i'm no thinking, i'm talking about intense intelligence and work ethic that yeah is like on the people who are like <laughs> on the cusp of they're so like smart. breakthroughs because there are lots of technicians and i will say i was a technician in a lab and so like <laughs> there's lots of levels right like i was doing yeah. like different eliza testing and stuff and like understood the basics of how that work i didn't invent it though but i was like that's somebody, what i mean and i but i the think the people who invent it are the ones who are just they too are, smart but i guess sometimes i'm like science is so wide that there's so many people involved in it it's not like someone's yeah, like eureka i figured true. it out it's like slow yeah. reasons that that we is figured. like such science journalism to be like oh whoops like the penicillin <laughs> like threw out the penicillin in the mold one yeah. is like so epic that's a eureka moment i'm sure but it's like is that even freaking true because it's always so i think right. it is hyperbolic but, there's so much Intense it's rarer data, and first. rarer, I think, for that to happen yeah. because we're in such a specialized world now. Yeah. And like back then, humans were stupid and didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure people in the future will say this about us, but like it was easier to have like a very novel, like visible discovery. Yeah. That's <laughs> At this true. point, it's like we've yeah. seen it all. We need to have <laughs> like, tiny ass <laughs> microscopes and huge fucking telescopes to see anything. Yeah. Know. The first time they like was a microscope and they were like, there's things smaller, like in our skin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was an easy discovery. Like they were like, yeah, there's literally like, moving things. Put the freaking goggle on. And yeah. we're just like, whoa. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Um, going back to rapid tests. Uh, I recently saw 
a study came out. It was only 30 people, but it was people who were likely exposed. Um, and they found that PCR tests could catch COVID-19 three days before rapid tests. This paper has not yet been peer reviewed. It's like really new, yeah. but they were trying to figure out like, okay, what, what is actually happening? Like what tests are the most useful? How can we r- accurately use rapid testing? Um, and so they, it was just like interesting to know, like PCR is, is way more sensitive for that reason that I said it can find a tiny fragment and then just like duplicates it yeah. and replicates it with also complex machinery that's like yeah. different than this tiny little plastic device yeah. you can use. Um, I think people just need to understand how they work in order to understand how to use them and not, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not just like people always want a black and white, like, do they work? Do they not? It's like, it's all based on science that has a sliding scale of yeah. meeting the needs that you need to know for your point in that yeah, and the even pandemic. That's like a really good way to put it, even from a societal level. It's like, what is the needs we have right yeah. now? Like, do we need... PCR, hmm. yes, better, but they're kind of like um, rapid testing so much more accessible. So yeah. say PCR is 99% and they think they say rapid's like 80 to 90%. It's like, that's still really good. Yeah. And if it's way easier and people can do it themselves, like it's a really great yeah. tool to have with a couple little caveats. Yeah. Like you'll get more false negatives and more false negatives. Yeah. So, ne- oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. you could have a negative and still be positive and knowing that like, it's more likely to catch it when your symptoms are high and because there's lots of virus in your nose. And knowing it didn't like do some in crazy, incredible cellular biology to PCR it into thousands of the virus yeah. for someone to see yeah. it. Like yeah. it wasn't one of those. That's but why. But it just like found an antibody and went along a little piece of paper. So <laughs> this is what they say about the rapid test is that if you get a positive on them, it's like you probably had COVID. But there so, is such thing as false positives too. Okay, there is. But so it's rare. In these tests, like there's something called specificity versus sensitivity. So specificity is like the rate of uh, false positive. Yeah. So, and okay. sensitivity is like the rate of false negatives. Okay. So PCR is like great at both of them. So if you have a positive, you're almost certainly positive. And if so you have a negative. It's specific and sensitive. Yeah. Whereas sure. the... Um, rapid tests have a lower sensitivity so okay. that means they bring back more false negatives okay does that make sense yeah so and there's more of- you're more likely to have if, some of the protein but when you do it it's not as sensitive and doesn't like bind to the antibody and they may not it find it yeah there's not enough there's maybe not enough of, yeah. and so you don't get the like you get a negative result and you think you up. don't have it and yeah then you go do something and then you go oh fuck. i actually was yeah. sick and i think a lot of people are experiencing that people are like i'm sick and yeah you might not have covid but you might and if you only had a rapid test it may not have like gotten the antigen that's why like the w- one consensus i could find about what they're great for is for if you have symptoms mm-hmm. and you say need That's to go, like to you are in an emergency and need to go somewhere. If you could do it, you could find out, oh, those symptoms aren't COVID. I can go. It's yeah. like, cause, cause if you are like sick and you have something in you and you're concerned about that and you put it like, yeah, on, cause it's it like could mo- be a different yeah. cold that you're way less worried about than you whereas can. when you have COVID and if you have symptoms, you will definitely get it. Like if you have symptoms, there will be enough of the virus likely for a uh, antigen test to work. Yeah. For it, the specificity sh- it should to work, work because yeah. the proteins are there. If you're feeling symptoms from COVID. So if you have symptoms, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like, it's a good time to find out if you, if what you're sick from literally 
that has like mm-hmm. snottiness, <laughs> whether <laughs> it's COVID, COVID or not, or some other yeah. thing bothering yeah. your body. But it's also so funny because it's like, and then you just go maybe give your grandma that other thing you got. <laughs> it's like if you're yeah, like exactly, it's, it's like weird if you're that sick, we're like yeah. it's made me reevaluate. Like yeah, when we're sick, we probably just like shouldn't be like, well, I'll test and just yeah. make sure it's a different virus. Yeah, because like okay, like literally that's what we did with my family. We all <laughs> tested for COVID, and my little nephew and my sister like t- they tested him because he like had symptoms. And then the day of, we're like, yes, oh my God, we're all negative. And he came over. He was so sick. Like, I've never oh seen, he was like, God. we were like, yay, dinner. And he was, he was like, he's like, he was tired. Like, he literally was like, I'm just going to go lie down. Oh. And he like went and lie down, like couldn't eat because he was like so barfy. But we were all just like, yay, no COVID, no COVID. And then we, at the end, but we were like, like, well, we're definitely got like whatever that was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're like, sure, no COVID, but we're definitely all going to like puke tomorrow. Like, he looked, <laughs> oh he was like God. green in the face. But we were like, yay, well, he's here. Yeah, what a funny thing. Yeah. So I nice. hope when people leave the pandemic they are like if i have symptoms i just shouldn't shouldn't yeah if i'm like because the the amount of times even i've done this where i have a cold i'm like oh it's just a cold and i'm still like hugging friends i'll be like hey like like (laughs) i used to like love to party that like if it was like a really good friend's birthday and i was like hey guys no don't worry i'll just drink through it like do you want to share cuts do you want to share cuts and i would just like get drunk and i remember thinking like waking up so hungover and being like I feel like the cold's gone. <laughs> like, it's like you're hungover, so you're painful in a different yeah. way. Like, my head hurts, but like, yeah, but I no, cured the hangover. I'm, I'm literally like, alcohol cures. Like, back when I was <laughs> literally so young and dumb. Um, okay, coming back to testing, I have a little unique story that I'm going to share, which is so, talking about specificity and sensitivity, before visiting uh, some friends, we were like, let's just get rapid tests. My rapid test came back positive. Oh, oh yeah. But okay, literally, he's, go, he's going like, you're going into your, let me check COVID. I, well, I don't know. Okay. I had no symptoms. True. I had no symptoms. I felt fine. Was like ready to see people that day. So obviously didn't. Oh yeah. Less than 24 hours later, got a PCR, <laughs> was negative. So like so, Mitch had COVID for two days and it was so weird. Well, like for I 10 hours. Isolated from you. <laughs> but then he was like. So Mitch is so funny because he's always, always. I'm always sick. You always are oh, sick. Oh, no, like, I'm not actually sick. I always no. feel Every day shitty. he's like, oh, me head. And then I'm like, he's like, oh, I don't know, Greg. I think I'm sick. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, me, he's like, oh, maybe I need coffee. Then he like has a coffee. And he's like, oh, it was a coffee. I was like, yeah, it's, it's called like getting up. Like, yeah, yeah, it's coffee. So like, you're always kind of like that. So then he's like, he gets his positive test because we're randomly going to go away. And, I'm, and it's like, okay, we now have to isolate. I'm like. Oh my god! And, I, and I'm looking at you. I'm like scared. Like, is it coming for me? Like, you have, yeah. and you had also just gone home and seen like your family's bigger than mine. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. whatever. We were just like, oh, you could have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So I slipped from him. And like every text from it, just like feeling the best I ever felt. It's like it's so funny. He's like, woke up, didn't need coffee, best day ever. And I was like, um, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to like, you know, if it's like an antigen test, you should be having COVID. Crazy. You should be like, and then. You were like the best you ever felt. And then that made you, because New Year's was coming, you're like, I want to, like, obviously want to see each other. I was like, you got a PCR test to be more accurate. It's negative. So it's like, did you get a false positive? Well, that was you boosted and therefore, you know, you just got rid of That's what makes me confused about this knowing that PCR is, okay. And also, and like, this is not a drag of healthcare or anything, but when I was there, it was like, there were so many tests that have just been done. I'm like, did I get someone else's result? That like, was, that was private. That was a private company. Where it was, but yeah, that was I, the healthcare system. Sorry. But I, I just sorry. was like, I don't want this not to drag negative. that private company. Yeah. And I'm not trying, like they were doing a great job and they're yeah. probably so overwhelmed. Oh, you think maybe it was mixed up. Like, 
I don't think that is likely, but I just, when I got it, the like practitioner or the nurse or doctor, whomever was giving it to me, like he had like 17 other people's tests <laughs> beside him. And he was just like doing all these rapid tests and putting them to the side. So it was like, he easily could have like wrote the wrong barcode okay, on mine. Okay, I, love, he, and he, I love that. And he had an Excel sheet open. <laughs> yeah. And he no, was like no, typing my name too. in. And that's I was like, did mine get me? But that would have, that just also takes more like, I would have had to happen to get a person who tested positive and then got it sent yeah, to me. Yeah. But it's just really weird given that PCR should be able to catch it both before and after yeah. the um, like window for the uh, uh, rapid test. So you got a negative PCR. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Less yeah. than 24 hours later. Yeah. Um, and you never had any symptoms and you felt the best you've ever felt. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was like. <laughs> and what? I never got sick too. I was like, if you tested positive, we have been. Yeah. I was like, I thought I would and I never got and I never tested positive because I also tested. Positive. Yeah. So very weird. So weird. And that made me question whether or not, and this is like the last thing we can maybe talk about, like whether now people are like, a Omicron is it different? And I know there's oh, is that sensitive to Omicron? Is yeah, the test is sensitive? Yeah. And they are saying that they think early research shows that the rapid test may not be as accurate with Omicron compared to Delta. It makes sense. And if you think Which about that, doesn't answer my question of why I got a positive. No, but, but you can still get false positives. It could have been that. It's like whatever. It's, symptoms are a really important part of us all understanding this too. You didn't get them, so like you yeah. either did or you didn't get COVID. Either way, you're boosted. Like yeah, I, yeah, and I am triple vax. So maybe yeah. it is just like I oh, yeah, might have had vax. the most mild symptoms and i yeah. know i said this to you and like uh my dad was telling me and i have to say my dad because i don't watch sports but he was like yeah all these hockey players because they have to test all the time are all testing positive but like eight out of ten of them would have never known hmm. like there are lots of people who are like obviously all these hockey players are probably triple vaccinated as well like they have the whatever but also access probably like to it all. spreading it because they go they do so much in a day yeah, yeah it makes sense that they're all around each yeah. other but like it's we're all interesting at home and that like so many of them don't wouldn't ways. have known in the same way like if i yeah. didn't test that day i would never ever think i had yeah. got covid and even well, now i'm like questioning it it's so interesting about like the way that these tests are made on like a molecular level it's like they would have to update them for a changing virus like they're building yeah. antibodies we know now it's just antibodies glued mm -hmm. to a thing if those antibodies have been designed for delta then yeah as the like it makes sense. also change them i bet yeah. they'll be more accurate speci like oh, the specificity totally. will go up in the next months and it'll be even better that's what a lot of these like uh papers studies are saying is like it, it just has to be updated yeah. it's just it's good to know what they're finding is they think that its sensitivity is a little like yeah. less it doesn't mean it doesn't work it's just that means it's maybe a little more likely to give you a false negative than it was before. It's so interesting. And, like, sorry, I'm just going to say no, yeah. the tactic and the advice that they've been giving is like, it is worth testing multiple times. It decreases your odds of a, t a false yeah. negative. And it's always worth remembering that a rapid is kind of like an in the moment time because it's, unlike a PCR that can really amplify anything in you, you're really mm. looking at like, what am I in this moment yeah. in terms of like, is it actually very present? Um, and so doing it like every, I don't know what the actual timing advice is. Like if it's once a day or every couple of days, just you're going to have a much better sense of whether or not you have it. Also, it's like, this is such an opportunity for like governments to just like, let's just think of ours. It's like, do send everyone rapid tests mm. every two days. Mm. It's like really not that complicated. Like we all can benefit from them. Maybe as a government, like invest in your own freaking factories and people to make these mm. rapid tests. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, why are people, why are governments and people like so crazy? Also, it's like, this is a freaking like science, not versus I hate saying like, like the, 
giving like a moral conscience mm-hmm. to a virus but it's like it is like a human science versus like a microscopic thing that has killed humans for so long because of evolution mm-hmm. like there's going to be ebbs and flows of like like combating mm-hmm. the thing yeah it's and it's like going to be that's like yeah. literally what do you call that the Oh God, I can't think of the phrase when like animals kind of are evolution. like yeah, but when they're in a like chain, of, it's like, not symbiosis. Maybe no, it is. It's trying okay. to kill us off. I, I feel embarrassed. Like, I just can't get the word to my head. An arms race. Thank you. Okay, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> arms race. I love so many. I like thought it, you were gonna no. be like. I thought you were gonna be like the like the like mycological <laughs> no. homeostatic tension. No, the arms an, race. An evolutionary arms race is oh. when like species. So that's why some species are so specific and have really weird things because they've like evolved so closely with yeah. another competitor that they are like have extreme things it's in one why direction. Like, that, like it's so hard when people don't get vaccines. You know what I mean? It's why it's so hard when people like create all these like like either unnuanced or so crazy nuanced explainers for like why we're doing this. It's like, mm. no, it's just a virus that has killed humans for a long time. And now we have science to combat it. And it's just trying, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's not that deep. Like it's become <laughs> this crazy thing. It's hard. It it's become this crazy thing. But when you understand the science, you're like, thing. it's not that deep. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's we're so trying simple. To figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're trying to like, like, not like, you know what I mean? Like, anyways, it's weird because we now live in a really weird time with science. It, we do, but it is amazing to think about. Yeah. It, and it like gives me hope. And, and you know, most vast majority of people, not only in this province and country, like in the world, I think are like doing what they can and want to deal mm-hmm. and want to support and are, and are supportive of scientists. And who, it's like, like make technologies like this and are grateful. And then, for you it. know what? Maybe it's a little embarrassing when all the rich ass countries fucking hoard everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, it's been two years and we've been watching what's happening. It's like, it's psycho. Like it's kind of, well, psycho. it also goes back to <laughs> like, like, these people are evil. And I we remember, live in a country where I remember evil. like a year in, it was announced that Canada was like, opening this like huge vaccine facility but everyone at the time was like well it's too late the america's already got all the vaccines now we've bought all their stuff like the idea was like oh it's over but you realize like how much money has to be put in up front like mm-hmm. even i felt that at the time i was like well like it's a little late to make this manufacturing yeah. center when we like but now really it's like anymore. maybe not we need like next well, year you, you, <laughs> you know don't I mean? and it's you not. don't exactly you don't know when you're going to need it and that's the whole point of investing in these things like putting money into yeah. science and research if you're only reactive if you're only putting money when you need a solution like you won't be ready and that it's like no we do need a vaccine manufacturing plant probably for the next five <laughs> years probably for the next 10, no, like all, forever now. forever oh, yeah, like I'm just saying in 10 out. years yeah. it might be literally a different pandemic like yeah. it's gonna be a worthwhile investment to pay for the science up front so you don't have to like pay the consequence and panic last minute. Um, that is my PSA. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> fun science. science. Hashtag fun science. Hope right. y'all, if you make it to this part of this podcast and do not support science, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually am actually impressed. <laughs> yeah, no, that is crazy. Like, that would be so interesting. <laughs> like if someone's literally like, yeah, I made it to like 50 minutes in. But no one I, I hate. Disagree with everything Science. they say. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you do, honestly message us. I'd be curious who you are. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, no, we're good. We're locked up, so we're not doing any tests because we haven't seen anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. We probably won't do a test <laughs> for a while now. Maybe we will do tests soon when we open up. Uh, okay, well, stay safe, everybody. If you live in a country where Omicron's not there yet, (laughs) brace yourself. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Peace. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.